Welcome to an audio stream from San Marino Community Church, featuring our own pastoral staff and various guest speakers. Well, this morning we have the opportunity to listen to that familiar story of Christmas as it comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, beginning with the first verse. I invite you to listen for God's Word. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Now in that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And then suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you join me in prayer? Almighty and gracious God, we come before you on this Sabbath day, this Christmas Eve day. We come to receive the gift of yourself. Open our ears, awaken us to your reality that we might receive the gift that you have given in Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Now, did anyone here happen to see that remarkably bright light on Friday evening about 5.30 in the evening over Southern California? The Pasadena Star News reported this weekend, what was that weird light in the sky over Southern California? The sight, which could be seen as far away as San Diego, was so alarming that people throughout the region called the police. The uh, Riverside City Fire Department, after receiving several reports of something exploding in the sky above Victoria Avenue and Irving Street, dispatched fire engines and rescue units. 
but the dispatchers quickly recalled the units after learning about the launch. It was a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket launch from Vandenberg Air Force Base above Santa Barbara carrying 10 satellites to be placed in low Earth orbit. And the conditions on Friday night were just perfect with high visibility in the evening sky. But boy, did it cause some concern throughout the region. People pulled their cars over to the shoulder of the road and got out and began talking with complete strangers. Some worried it was a missile from some hostile nation. Others thought it must be some sort of UFO. It created quite a reaction. And strange events in the heavens at Christmas time just kind of create a reaction. Uh, there's mystery, there's wonder. And it's been really a year for strange heavenly events, hasn't it? I mean, where were you during the eclipse of 2017? Now, I had the advantage on Friday evening of some inside information. My son-in-law has worked for SpaceX, and he was fully aware of this launch, and he was over at our home for dinner. So when I arrived home about three minutes before the launch, we were able to listen to the countdown on his smartphone, and then we looked into the sky, in the western sky, looking for signs of the rocket. So it was no surprise to us what was happening. We were ready for it in the front yard, looking towards the western sky with binoculars in hand. And it was amazing to watch and then listen to the commentary from our son-in-law, Phelps, about what was happening at this point in the launch where the first separation took place. And we asked why it was so light in the sky. And he said, well, at 200,000 feet, the sun hasn't set yet, and therefore you could see this wonderful vapor trail up there. It was a once-in-a-lifetime experience, my father-in-law said. Mystery and wonder. It's thick this time of year, isn't it? There's more to life than we can comprehend or explain or even imagine and it's that sense of mystery and wonder that drives our inquiry and our research and leads us to space exploration. Life is always bigger than our precise calculations and our neat explanations. Christmas is for everyone who still wonders. Christmas is for those who stand beneath a star-studded heaven and are still overwhelmed. Christmas is for those who can watch the power of the ocean and be amazed at the beauty and the majesty of this world. Do you still wonder about life? Are you still curious? Do you still find yourself humbled by the limits of your own understanding? Then Christmas is for you. Today we once again look in the stable in Bethlehem and see this young couple from the margins of society and pushed to the very edge of community with this child in a manger. It is at first a rather unimpressive discovery. 
It's hard to believe that this day and this place and this cast of characters is what the prophets foretold and what the world has been longing for forever. At first glance, it is a rather unpromising fulfillment for the long-awaited hopes of humankind. But then look again. As the Magi climb off their camels after days of travel following the star in the heavens that first Christmas, they didn't hesitate to bring forward their gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They had come for a coronation of a king. But what kind of king comes in the night to be born in a barn? What kind of ruler is content to only enter where invited? What kind of Lord is unimpressed with power and wealth, but rather chooses the seemingly trivial and the unimportant as a way to redeem a suffering creation, to redeem the world that you and I are part of, and to redeem us from our own madness? I wonder, could it be that the kingdom of God has actually arrived. Those present that night believed that they had experienced God's reality in the midst of their own reality. The kingdom of God has arrived, but it's not an idea. It's not a set of propositions for you to consider. It's not a new administration on the national scene. The kingdom of God is a person. Jesus the Christ, coming in power and glory, no, coming clothed in our own skin, in the hope that he could get under our skin and into our lives and into our hearts where we really live. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is near you, and it may just be true that that kingdom is closer now than ever before. You don't have to look far and wide to find it. The Lord of all is waiting for us to receive him. But maybe you just need a little inside information about what is happening in the heavens. What do you long for this Christmas? What is it that you need that money cannot buy? Those shepherds long ago returned to their herds and homes after having seen the birth. They went back to their lives, but they had been changed. Sometimes the Lord leads us forward by sending us back as changed individuals. We have no gold or frankincense or myrrh like the Magi to bring today, but we do bring ourselves. We can give ourselves over to this mystery of God present with us, this mystery which came into the world that first Christmas night in Jesus Christ. It says in the Scriptures that the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all that they'd heard and seen and all that had been told them. You know, it's interesting. They didn't quit their jobs. 
stop being shepherds. They didn't go off to seminary and become ministers. They didn't start a crusade. They didn't write a book. After the most astonishing night of their lives or of any life, they went back to where they came from. Why? So we can see that salvation does not save us from the world. Salvation saves us for it. And the world needs a little saving, it seems to me, this year. What are you doing to make the world a better place? How are you living out your own faith in this Savior? Now it seems God calls us in the midst of our very ordinary lives where you get colds at the wrong time of year. But he calls us in the midst of our ordinariness because nothing created by God can properly be called ordinary. Meeting the God who is in Christ is not about a spiritual transcendence or being especially religious for a few hours on Christmas Eve. It's not about fleeing our earthly lives or being... It's not about fleeing our earthly lives for that which is novel or extraordinary or mystical. That is not where we will find this Savior. We find Jesus in the midst of our lives, and he can be found in the most unremarkable places, as well as where all hell is breaking loose. I love the beginning of the book of Acts, which tells the story of Jesus' ascension after the death and resurrection, his final conversation with his disciples. And it then says he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while he was going, and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. And they said, Men of Galilee... Why do you stand there looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. It's as if these two guys come and they're all standing there looking up in the heavens and they say, hey, over here, what are you looking at? Turn your gaze. Your focus should be down here. Turn your attention back to earth and get busy living as different people because of what you've seen. Similarly, we begin this weekend of celebration with our gaze turned towards the heaven on Friday night. But the real focus needs to be here on earth where all the challenges of living out our faith come to bear and where we will find Christ in the midst of the challenges of living. It's a bit ironic, really, that most of us journey on this, this holiday weekend to go home. But the story of the very first Christmas is a story about Mary and Joseph moving further and further and further away from their home as they make their journey to register for the census. 
the Son of God, has left his place near the Father and has gone into the far country in order to be with us, Emmanuel. And the shepherds are minding their own business, going about their familiar lives when they're compelled by the good news of the angels to travel and seek and find. We're returning home, and we're hearing a story now about others leaving home, going into some uncomfortable and entirely new and unfamiliar context. Mary and Joseph make a home where there is no home because wherever this child Jesus lays, the story tells us, is home. He's the one in whom all of our searching, all of our unsettledness about life gives way to joy and to peace. As those shepherds long ago, we too get to return in good faith to those people and those responsibilities that God has given us. For we will find Christ in the ordinariness of our lives. It's at first a rather unimpressive discovery, really. Hard to believe that this day that this place with this cast of characters around us is what was foretold and what the world has been longing for forever. At first glance, it may seem an unpromising fulfillment of a long-awaited hope of all humankind, but look again. Salvation has come. Not salvation from the world. Salvation for the world. Thanks be to God. Amen.